What's good? What's good? It's the Papino Podcast, the podcast with me, Vita Morales, the official podcast of the band King Lobster Crew, the one in which I give you musical recommendations straight to the eardrums. And we're going to have some fun today. Today we are doing Siniestro by Satan's Pilgrims. And uh, this album is from, from 2017, another modern surf rock band. If I seem a little bushy-eyed this morning, it's because I tried to record this episode last night, and I thought I had found a sort of workaround for you guys where I could actually play the songs in full. Spotify actually does let you do that now. The only catch is that it's exclusive to Spotify, and the editing uh, system, I guess, if you want to call it that, in order to do that is the most jankiest thing I've ever come across and i'll see if i can't still get it done but there's a lot of problems with it so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna do it as i've always done and just sort of give you snippets of uh of the music so uh here's the first track which uh i think i'll tell you in a second uh my overall opinion but uh this is a pretty good track It's um, pretty high energy. Like if, if there's a good track to start off an album with, it's probably that one. Just uh, the single strokes on the snare, um, they're pretty clean. They're, uh, the rim shots were, were pretty in your face as well. Like I would have liked to hear a more present bass sound in, this, in the recording. Uh, I feel like they're just, it's just very boomy. There's not a lot of presence in that, in that bass, in the way that the bass was recorded. But um, I'm getting ahead of myself because uh, obviously you need a little background. So in, in case you don't know who Satan's Pilgrims are, uh, they formed in 1992 during a series of house parties hosted by members of the band and were playing shows in their hometown of Portland, Oregon by 1993. Um, this is taken from their website. So this is uh, Satan's Pilgrims as described by themselves. Uh, so, twisting the name of a 60s movie from International American Pictures, um, they took their name from Satan Sadists, which was the name of the movie, and they started to don uh, matching outfits complete with vampire capes. Um, and, I, you know, they were officially a band after that, because so, once you wear matching outfits, you're a band. Um, so, the Pilgrims are one of the most influential surf instrumental bands around. And while much of their sound has a definite Southern Californian influence, what sets them apart is their legacy of uh, Pacific Northwest rock and roll ancestors and other influences, creating their own subgenre of surf instrumental that many fans call Pilgrim Rock. This, along with three distinct guitarists and a relentless rhythm section, gives their dazzling sets uh, variety um, in terms of dance sounds to choose from, while maintaining their patented haunted sound. After years of touring, uh, taking the band all over the U.S. and Europe, Satan's Pilgrims continue to develop the surf uh, instrumental genre. After a hiatus in the year 2000, they reunited in 2005. The last 15 years has seen the release of five LPs and singles on the labels High Tide and Hidden Volume slash Double Crown. 
the rest of the world is still catching on to what some have known for over 27 years, which is if you want surfy, spooky, garage stomping good times, put on Satan's Pilgrims. And that was ripped from their uh, uh, their website. The topic of the day is Siniestro 2017. And it was recorded in the Mount Hood Masonic Lodge in Portland, Oregon. It's essentially a, an abandoned brick building, which adds a, a touch of romanticism uh, since we're dealing with a um, spooky-themed surf rock band. Um, yeah, to, to be able to tell people that you recorded it in, a, in an abandoned brick building is uh, probably, you know, uh, adds to the, to the imagery. I'm actually sorry to say... Even though, you know, I prefaced this, you probably thought I liked this album, but I'm actually sorry to say that uh, it, it didn't really do it for me. And um, I've, I've talked about this before, but I feel like a big reason um, that surf rock declined in popularity uh, outside of the 60s, had a short revival in the 90s, but overall remains very niche. Um, I feel like part of the reason that that is the case is simply due to the kind of the monotony of the compositions and um this includes anything from like the forms of the songs uh the tones of the guitarists meandering melodies things like that um so the, the saint's pilgrims actually shared a review of siniestro on their instagram uh which goes partly like this from 1994 to 1999 the pilgrims did nothing less than master the purest and most uh, impossibly precise surf rock they then took a long hiatus and in 2009 took us to more psychedelic dreamscapes of 60s beach acid tests where the dudes on longboards rode waves of electric Kool-Aid. On these 15 perfect tracks, referring to Siniestro, they settle into a more mature blend of single malt guitar instrumentals somewhere between their past and future sound. Um, so that was from Daniel Robertson 44 on Instagram. I don't know who he is, but... I'm, I'm, I think I'm safe to assume that he's a jabroni on the internet, just like I am giving his opinion on this album. And I actually disagree with him. Um, I, for my money, like this album is going back to basics in that it sounds like they're emulating that old 60s sound. And I personally can't discern like what kind of spin they're, they're putting on the genre unless writing a bunch of minor tunes counts as spooky and innovative. Um, I'll grant you that, you know, I didn't grow up uh, listening to 60s surf rock and I like I don't have firsthand experience with it. But like I would say that this album is more reminiscent of like the 90s surf rock revival trying to uh, emulate the 60s style. So it gets a bit meta, but like or maybe not that meta. I mean, it's only like two two levels of <laughs> anyway. Um but what I what I mean to say is that like uh, nothing about that is novel. It's like okay, so you're playing in the style that from 30 years ago, which was already playing in a style from 30 years ago. Like, and um, when you're playing any sort of legacy genre, which I don't know if it's a real term, but that's the term I'm going to use, which is to say, a genre that requires research to emulate due to it being removed from your own historical and social context. You kind of have three choices. Uh, to, to make a splash. You can stay true to the genre's conventions and play just technically better than everybody else. You can innovate that genre or create like a, a novel fusion that isn't jarring. 
And I think you'd be hard pressed to find um, a contemporary jazz musician that hasn't built their career on one of those three things. And in the case of classical, which I'm also, you know, including under the umbrella term of legacy genre, even though there's many kinds of classical music. Um, in the case of classical, at least the classical music that exists in the West, um, it, like making it or breaking through is more dependent on just being better than everyone else. But uh, I would say that like certain performers are rewarded uh, in part, you know, uh, for interpreting a piece in a way that nobody has thought of interpreting. But uh, in this case, our legacy genre in question is surf rock. And Satan's Pilgrims aren't really excelling in any of those three lanes with this album. Although their bio boasts that they have a unique take on the genre called Pilgrim Rock, I, I'm not sure if I hear it here. To me, it sounds like they would fit neatly in option one, which is stay true to the conventions, but just play better than everyone else. But in order to do that, you need to kick some serious ass. Now, I'm not saying that they're not competent musicians. Uh, they, they are, as far as I can hear. Um but the writing kind of lets them down. Uh, I don't know if like this was like the last album on their record deal or something. They just wanted to get it out of the way. Uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> like it's all right. I'm going to play Juggernaut a bit so you can hear it. All right. Um, I'm going to pause it there. So you, you heard that there was like a, a little drum intro followed by the melody. Ooh, doesn't that sound like, I don't know <laughs> when you first figure out what like a pentatonic scale is, uh, you know, it's serious garage band vibes in that like the harmonies are super super straightforward and uh, the melody is kind of like just this little pentatonic ditty and you might be saying hey that's what surf rock is leave it alone but like it doesn't have to be like that it's just and here's the thing too i wouldn't have a problem with this if that was like the only song on this album that was like that but as i'll get you know, as I'll discuss in more detail, they're just kind of stacked back to back. There's just like too many songs that sound like that in quick succession. And, you know, consequently, like by track six, I'm going to tap out if the if the vibe isn't changing at all. So the chord progression goes as follows. It's just one. Four. Oh. And then back to one for the beginning for the A section. And uh, yeah, then the B section is flat seven. Yeah. Four. Flat six. Four. Flat seven. Four. Flat six. Five. And then you go back to the A section. Four, flat six. You got a C section that goes two, one, four, oh, four, uh, and then six. Uh, there's a little drum break, 
and then they get back into A, that repeats a few times, and then it abruptly ends on, sorry, it abruptly ends on two, or should be major, sorry. There we go. Oh, man. Rough, could you tell that I'm a drummer? As I said, I'm a drummer. I don't have a particularly good ear for chords by, you know, I don't think. But so if a jabroni like me can, like, <laughs> get, get those, uh, then, you know, chances are that those chord progressions are probably a little standard. And there's nothing wrong with standard, as I said before, um, especially if you juxtapose it with, like, stuff that's, like, unexpected. But I think that if you're going to do this, if you're going to be like, we want, like, just a simple, straightforward surf rock vibe song nothing fancy nothing you know you should at least be aware of how many you're going to put on the same album taki suvlaki So, um, I'm not going to bother you with the chords for this one, uh, although you should note that there's a lot of like F to E movement um, by, virtue of it, uh, by virtue of it being an E phrygian. Um, it's like a form that basically repeats twice, except uh, when it's repeated the second time, the, the melody is an octave higher. Then there's like a little outro. It all takes two minutes and change. You can check for yourself. Uh, from the name that invokes images of Greece, the Ephrygian scale, the tremolo picking, whatever. I'm getting uh, serious <laughs> Miserloo vibes. And again, there's nothing wrong with getting Miserloo vibes. It's just that, I don't know, it just kind of seems to lack inspiration. We have like a standard element song after another, and then one more for good measure. And then I just, I want this album to have more variety because like these songs by themselves and you could even see me like bobbing my head like it's a good vibe um but like i'm not gonna sit down and listen to you know that vibe unchanging you know for 41 minutes it just gets to be a bit much especially because all these songs are like between two and three minutes long i'm gonna play you creep beat Okay, that's all I'll venture to play. It sounds a little spooky by virtue of it uh, being in uh, A minor, I guess. What we have is one. Uh, flat six, five, back to one. So. Uh... I don't know, like, <laughs> we just, just, just had that sort of F to E movement in the last song. So you know what I'm coming from? Like, even though the key has changed, like, the vibe has not. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, to their credit, this song is a bit unusual in the form. Um, basically, there's a four-bar intro, and then we have those uh, four chords, but in a three-bar phrase. And then we have them again in a four-bar phrase, which then re starts to repeat, but then it goes to the four chord, which you heard at the very end there. Around 30 seconds in, it goes to uh, D minor. Um, so you get the four chord, and then it goes back to A minor, and then we get the four chord again, and then we get a turnaround, which is B and C, and then we go back to A minor. And the whole thing takes um, 21 bars before it repeats, which is unusual. But the problem is, is that it still kind of sounds like a weird blues at 21 bars long. It's just, it took a while to get there. And <laughs> it's, it's fine. Like standard, I love standard elements, but it's just like not so many back to back. I, I need a curveball, which is why I think I liked uh, local warming because that was, that really kept things fresh. Um, yeah, didn't really fix the monotony problem. So I don't want this to get long-winded, so I'll give you um, a list of songs which are actually pretty good on the album and worth listening to. Siniestro, I felt, had a good vibe. Fireball uh, is cute. Uphill Scrambles, all right. Yeah, I think this album is good for, like, the vibe. Like, you could dance to it, you could surf to it, you could have it on while you clean the house or walk to the bus stop. But it's hard to, like, recall... A tune that like jumps out that I like walk away remembering and I'm like oh yeah like that's the best tune I've ever yeah I don't know but anyway basically the first tune is pretty good it gets you in the vibe and then the vibe doesn't really change from there so to wrap things up I'll just say that it gets a 69% on the lobster meter which is borderline fresh but it's it's starting to smell a little fishy the musicality is pretty much there even if the compositions are a little flat and that's all I really wanted to say about it so Peace.